This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending December 5th of 2020, the FHFA extends the moratorium on evictions and foreclosures, the unemployment rate improves, and demand surges for build-to-rent homes. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We'll begin with economic news from this past week and word that the FHFA has extended the federal moratorium on foreclosures and evictions to January 31st. They were set to expire on December 31st, but due to the pandemic, the Federal Housing Finance Agency is giving homeowners and renters more time to help keep them safe from the virus. That leaves landlords with late-paying tenants in a difficult situation but there are new signs of a potential stimulus deal that will help keep people afloat, including landlords. During a Senate Banking Committee hearing, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell expressed support for the $908 billion relief package. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin also believes the government needs to provide more help for Americans, but was also grilled about canceling the Paycheck Protection Program, which helps small businesses with low-cost loans. Mnuchin told the Federal Reserve to return about $500 billion in unused funds for that program and said during the hearing, I find it implausible that any member of this committee believes that in voting for the CARES Act, you're authorizing me to invest $500 billion to make loans in perpetuity. A new stimulus deal would likely resurrect that program. Meantime, the latest unemployment report shows that new applications were lower for the first time in three weeks. There were 712,000 new claims, or about 75,000 less than the week before. The total number of new claims for both federal and state programs is still above 1 million. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that businesses added 245,000 new jobs in November, and the unemployment rate has fallen to 6.7%. It's the seventh month in a row that the unemployment rate has fallen. And on to the housing market and a dip in the number of pending home sales. The National Association of Realtors says they were down 1.1% in October. That's after a 2.2% decline in September. The big problem is lack of inventory. The only region to show a slight increase in pending home sales was the South. Builders are busy trying to fill that inventory gap. The Commerce Department says that construction spending was up 1.3% in October to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $1.44 trillion. Most of the spending happened in the residential sector. That was up 2.9%, while spending for public projects was up just 1%. Home construction data offers the latest evidence that more and more people want to move to the suburbs. The National Association of Home Builders reports that single-family construction in the suburbs of medium-sized cities is up 15% year-over-year. In large metro areas, that kind of construction was only up 5.7%. Multifamily construction data shows a similar trend. The NAHB's chief economist, Robert Dietz, says the ability of individuals and families to live further from the urban core is empowering consumers to acquire housing with more space at a lower cost. Mortgage rates were only down a hair this last week, but they're still in record low territory. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was down one basis point to 2.7%. The 15-year was down two basis points to 2.26%. And in other news-making headlines, those low mortgage rates are putting more renters within reach of homeownership. The National Association of Realtors says that 38% of renters can now afford to buy a home. That's up 5% from 2018 when 33% of renters could handle a mortgage. 
The analysis also says that renters will need about 13 years of savings to make a 10% down payment, which could be an issue, especially now during the pandemic. A loan from the FHA can reduce the down payment to 3% for first-time buyers. There are also programs that provide down payment assistance for buyers who need help. Airbnb set a share price for an initial public offering that's now back on track. It said in a filing that it expected shares to price between $44 and $50 a share. If that happens, Airbnb's valuation would be as much as $35 billion. That's almost twice the valuation that Airbnb had calculated earlier this year, during the early months of the pandemic. And Airbnb business dried up along with an earlier plan for the IPO. The home-sharing company hopes to raise about $2.5 billion when it goes public, which it expects to happen before the end of the year. It will list on the NASDAQ under the ticker ABNB. Investment dollars are pouring into the build-to-rent sector. The National Rental Home Council says that developers expect to hit the 55 to 60,000 mark for new rental home starts. That's about four times the normal amount for single-family rentals. Developers usually build 15 to 20,000 SFRs per year. There's been a huge demand for single-family homes among buyers and renters because of the pandemic. According to John Burns Real Estate Consulting, 94.7% of rental homes were occupied in the second quarter of this year. That's almost a full percentage point higher than the same time last year. One big advantage for SFR managers, build-to-rent homes are usually clustered closer together in the same development. That makes them a bit easier to manage than SFRs that are scattered across a large metro area. But there are many more advantages than just that, including the fact that they're new and won't need much maintenance for a long time. They're also easier to rent as new homes and often have lower insurance rates. If you're a Real Wealth member, you may know that we have several property teams that are focused on build-to-rent homes in up-and-coming markets. If you're not a Real Wealth member, you can join for free at newsforinvestors.com. Once you're there, you'll find more information about those markets and the teams there. And you can get a free consulting session with one of our investment counselors. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. 